with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Tetlef Today, we dive into the deep and unknown, exciting ocean of our creative mind with one of my earlier performances or actually in today's episode we're going to discuss an incredibly powerful project that I had the opportunity to create and be part of uh, it's in particular Hagalas a ritual mantra rap so this unique artistic endeavor explores the potential of ceremony in order to resolve trauma and re-establish meaningful connections with others so we will dive today into this project on a later stage. But first of all, I would like always thank all my listeners from all over the world. Because without you, it wouldn't be possible to create this show or this podcast or this uh, infotainment, maybe so-called. I like to thank people in Ann Arbor. I like to thank the listeners in Winnipeg, new listeners in Winnipeg, Navan, Andover, Olavaria, Cupertino, Redwood City, Dallas, Schaumburg, Cork, Concordia, Pastora. She's always really so so supporting on in the Isle of West Cork Artist Group. Buenos Aires. Victoria is sitting, Cologne, London, Skibbereen, Clunagilty, uh, you name it. I stopped here, but I think everyone who, who, who was listening uh, knows that I appreciate it very much. And uh, I have to mention again as well, for the new listeners, you can join us in a discussion uh, in, on Facebook in the, at the Isle of West Cork Artist Group which is a, a very lively group where we, we discuss the subjects or and as well as as people can can share their artworks and 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 or you you follow me on instagram at detschlich or at attitude or at isle of west cork artists where i gonna post more than less every day postings um comparison with with the subject where, where i'm gonna get it through and 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 um and yeah so so you can you can be part of it which is which is great uh sorry for my interruption i mean I, like you hear i'm suffering again from allergies i don't know what it is i don't know um yes a little bit to my um little update from my from my other stories <laughs> 
actually I thank you for as well for donations. Uh, but there was a donation four, five, six, seven times sixty-four cent, and I thought, "Wow, what is this?" I, I tried to picture what is that? Who who sent sixty-four cent? And then after ten minutes again, sixty-four cent, sixty-four cent. So I thought this maybe somebody who who thought, "Okay, I'm, I sent him sixty-four cent," and after half an hour, he or she decided again, "Oh, I will send him again sixty-four cent." <laughs> Uh, however, I mean, I was quite excited about that, and but eventually it turned out again it was a hack. It was again a card testing. So uh, Red Circle, my my podcast hoster, wrote me that they had to take the money back because, because uh, to refund people for sure, of course, because it was a hack and uh, yeah, somebody was again testing card numbers, stolen card numbers. I mean, however. I would like to continue with with my talk about the project. You can see it. You can watch it on YouTube as well. It's it's five minutes. So the five minute clip captures the entire process from its inception to the conclusion. And the editing was really a significant undertaking that spanned over two months. You know. Um, I might start with the background. The project began when my artist colleague, Ms. Liebach, approached me with a request. Um, she had experienced a deeply traumatic event and sought a way to expel the dark energy that had enveloped her as a result. I mean, me, as an author of Shamanism, Art and Digital Culture, I felt somehow a responsibility to assist her during this challenging period. Um, so I devoted a while to researching and meditating on her experience. My intention behind this was to find a ritual that would preserve her dignity while providing the healing she thought. I mean, I'm not gonna go any deeper in, in, into um, her experience because I think this is too private. I mean, I might ask her if if she's happy with it that I that I'm gonna put it out in the podcast. But uh, I mean. I'm not gonna go deeper into that. Just so far, because I mean, this this is everyone can can watch it on YouTube. So so this is not um, private anymore. So during this period, I delved into the complexity of her personal story and the broader implications of trauma on an individual's life. You know, so my research encompassed examining various cultural and spiritual practices as well as exploring the potential of art therapy and other creative approaches to healing i mean i'm not an art therapist but by understanding the roots of a trauma and uh, the diverse ways in which individuals have found transformation i was able to tailor a ritual which was specifically designed to address her unique needs and experiences so all that time i was living near a great graveyard at this time when when we we uh, started with the um ritual so-called she, she came over here she visited me uh and she was staying there a week i was living near a graveyard in the parish of agadown which likely influenced my ritual design probably i had also recently completed my first honor degree in visual art it was just say half, half a year ago so where i created an immersive video art installation called Trans Audience Tragedy. Uh, this 
um, delve deeply into the concept of ruins. Um, the research made me familiar with ruins and their potential as a source of inspiration. Not ruins, runes. Just to clarify that, although I was aware that some factions, such as fascists, had misused runes in the past, which was a little bit tricky somehow, so I believed that the ancient wisdom of Odin's runes could offer a powerful foundation for the ritual, or to find the most suitable rune for the purpose. I studied runes alphabet and discovered Hagalas. Uh, like I said before that, I was um, working on trans-Odin's tragedy and for me it was completely a new field of research to come along runes you know so I mean I'm actually I'm not superstitious or, um, or esoteric but I mean, I mean as an artist you have to be open you know to actually to everything in order to learn something new so the rune of transformation is Hagalas the age so Hagalas the age is the ninth rune of the Elder Futhark. This is an ancient German Germanic runic alphabet. It is associated with the Norse god Hagel. When we say Germany, we say, we say Hagel to hail. So Hagel, who represents the forces of nature and the power of transformation. The rune is often linked in the concept of the hailstorm. Hagel, hail, no? A natural phenomenon that can bring both destruction and renewal, well, pleasure and pain, so called. So hail melts into water, water nourishing the earth and allowing new growth to emerge from the wreckage. No, so this transformative aspect of Hagalas made it an. Um, ideal symbol for the ritual I thought because it's uh, embodying the process of tuning dark energy into positivity that was what Frau Liebach wanted in the context of our project the Hagalas rune served as a potent symbol for Mrs. Liebach's journey to release the darkness within her and embrace the light of new beginnings. The ritual designed to tap into the transformative power of this ancient symbol aimed to help her find the strength to face her trauma and emerge stronger, more resilient and full of hope for the future. During the development of the ritual, I decided to focus on the rune age, which represents Hagalas. I began working closely with Christa Liebach, um, exploring <coughs> various ways to incorporate the Hagalas rune into the ritual. So one of the key elements we focused on was the creation of paper snow crystals, as they are symbolic of Hagalas, like the hail, no? snow crystals. Another essential aspect of the ritual was the use of black-painted timber sticks. We choose black to symbolize the absorption of light and negative energy. So these sticks were then attached to Krista's body using cling film with the intention of pulling it out, drawing it out and containing the dark energy within her. So the process allowed her to externalize the darkness and confront it directly. But this was actually her wish. I mean, we were sitting in there and we were kissing, and asked her, hey, what could you imagine? And she told me, yeah. 
I would like to have something what I can pull out of my body. You know, so and that was then the result. Furthermore, Krista spent an entire day drawing the letter H repeatedly without consciously thinking about its meaning. So this um, meditative helped her to connect with the transformative power of the Hagelas rune and further released the burden of her past. Actually, throughout the week, we experimented with these different methods, allowing the rune's sense to guide us in our artistic journey towards healing and transformation. The combination of the paper, snow crystals, black timber sticks and meditative drawing practice formed a powerful ritual that enabled Krista to transform her dark energy into positivity. Um, I was filming that. Um, I mean, you wonder, is it not too, too, too disturbing to film it? But, I mean, we both were artists, I think, and, and that was maybe the reason why she could deal with it as well. Um, because she is a performer, and, and uh, I think every artist has to be somehow a little bit a narcissist in, in order to show to perform this is i mean however after a week of working with the different elements and um exploring the power of the hagelas rune we felt it was time to bring everything together in a final transformative ritual i mean and she had to drive back home again as well so so, uh, so Krista and I agreed that that a bonfire near the church of the parish Agadown would be the perfect setting for this cathartic experience. I mean, it is really great place. It is uh, uh, the, the the river, the river Illen is is flowing into the sea, and uh, it's is also it was really a magical moment. Again, as well as as we uh, gathered the sticks um, during these days at the river to paint in black for the ritual, um, Krista discovered a blue canister. You will see it as well. That seemed um, designed to become part of our process. I decided to incorporate this canister into the ritual by transforming it into a shamanic drumming instrument. So the I think I was painting it white and drawing the Hagar to see the, the Hagar's rune better. Drawing the Hagar's rune on its surface, I imbued it with the power and energy of our week-long journey eventually. The blue canister drum became an essential element of the ritual, helping us both enter a trance-like state and transporting us to different dimensions. In this altered state of consciousness, we were able to fully engage with the transformative power of the Hagelis room, allowing the release of the dark energy and the emergence of positivity and healing. The five-minute clip captures the entire process, like I already mentioned, from really from its inception to the conclusion. So, uh, I mean, the editing was mad. It was, it was two months, maybe more. I mean, the reason for this was probably the close connection I felt to the ritual, which uh, simultaneously drained and imbued me with energy, much like the essence of Hagalas itself. So this duality of experience during the editing process was a testament to the profound impact that this ritual had on both Frau Liebach and me. Um, in creating this video, I learned and I employed completely new techniques, which made the process highly emotional for me. I um, experimented with mixing black and white footage, 
with the striking blue canister, as well as incorporating some footage from our journeys to make a compelling and powerful masterpiece. I mean, it was crucial to me that Krista's experience following the ritual was captured on film as it allowed us to document these transformative effects of the process and share the profound impact it had on her healing journey. You know? uh, I mean, as an artist embarking on such a powerful and transformative project, there isn't inherent psychological burden as well that comes with responsibility of creating and conducting a ritual like this. You know? The process demands a deep understanding of the individual's trauma as well as the potential implications of engaging in such a ceremony. Uh, it is natural for an artist to question the ethical and emotional implications of delving into someone's personal suffering and using it as a foundation for artistic expression no. sorry it, it is it is ambivalent i know i know i know i know i mean this introspective process involves a deep exploration of the artist's own motivations values and boundaries uh, artists may find themselves wrestling with the moral complexities of creating work that draws from another pain while simultaneously seeking to produce a piece that offers insight, understanding and um, ultimately catharsis for both the subject and the audience. Well, so the, the emotional weight of engaging with another's trauma can be taxing on the artist, I found out, as they must navigate the delicate balance between maintaining their artistic vision and honoring the sensitivity and vulnerability of the individual whose experience they are portraying. So the artist, myself, must also consider the potential impact of their work and the wider audience ensuring that it fosters empathy and awareness rather than perpetuating stereotypes or exploiting the subject's suffering for the sake of the art, you know. All that. Furthermore, as artists delve into these challenging realms, they may encounter their own emotionally triggers and unresolved issues, necessitating a process of self-reflection and growth. This can lead to a deeper understanding of the human condition and a stronger connection to the subject manner, ultimately enriching the artist's work, like in this case as well. I think, uh, in summary, engaging with the ethical and emotional implications of using personal suffering as a foundation for artistic expression demands a heightened level of self-awareness, empathy and responsibility from the artist. And I hope I I could deliver that, you know, with, with this performance. Because this process, while emotionally challenging, can ultimately lead to the creation of powerful and transformative art that serves as a catalyst for healing and understanding. So in essence, the artist must strike a delicate balance between exploring the depths of human experience and remaining sensitive in the emotional needs of the individual they are working with. 
Additionally, the artist must grapple with the possible consequences of the ritual for the participant, ensuring that it fosters healing rather than exacerbating the pain. So this requires a deep understanding of the participant's emotional state and the nature of their trauma, as well as an awareness of the potential risk and benefits associated with the chosen ritual, where I, I must approach the creation and execution of the ritual with care, sensitivity and respect for Ms. Lieber's boundaries, uh, while also remaining open to adapting the ritual as needed to best serve her well-being. I mean, this may involve ongoing communication and collaboration with, in my case, Mrs. Liebach, throughout the process, as well as seeking guidance from experts in relevant fields such as psychology, spiritually or cultural practices in the best-case scenario. Well, I mean, in designing the ritual, I've considered the long-term impact on the participants, ensuring that the experience contributes to their ongoing healing journey rather than providing a fleeting sense of relief or catharsis. This may involve incorporating elements that empower the participants, such as providing them with tools or strategies to better managing their emotions, cope with their trauma or connect with their inner strengths and resilience. I mean, we we spoke a lot about her subject, you know. So, so ultimately, the artist's responsibility in creating a ritual for healing extends beyond the artistic process itself and encompasses a genuine commitment in the participants' well-being and growth. This holistic approach not only enhances the ethical integrity of the artist's work, but also contributes to the transformative power of the ritual, enabling it to serve as a catalyst for profound and lasting healing. In the end, the outcome of the Hagalas ritual has been largely positive. Krista, who was at the center of the artistic endeavor, has reported feeling better and more at peace after undergoing the ritual. The artwork has received recognition and accolades, winning several awards and being featured in independent open-minded exhibitions in Italy and Colorado. However, despite its success, the project has not been without controversy. Some individuals have expressed concern or hesitation about the use of runes in the artwork. I mean, friends in Cologne, so, so, so they're fearing that their presence might carry negative connotations or associations with extremist ideologies. One such instance involved a friend of mine from Cologne who chose not to display the clip because of the inclusion of runes. I mean, he was showing... Um, he was organizing a film festival, a little, a short film festival in Cologne, and I was asking him if, if he wanted to show my film as well. And he refused. He, he didn't want to, to become part of, of, of this, this right-wing corner, which is, I mean, I think it is important to acknowledge that runes have been misused in the past by extremist groups, which has led some people to develop um, a negative perceptions of these ancient symbols. But however, it is Crucial to remember as well that the original purpose and meaning of runes, like the Hagelas rune, used in the ritual, go far beyond any misuse by such factions. So their rich cultural history and spiritual significance, they really they should not be overshadowed by the actions of a misguided few. 
in the context of the Hagalas ritual, the use of runes was intended as a powerful source of inspiration and healing, rather than promoting any harmful ideologies. It is essential to engage in open and honest dialogue about the motivations and intentions behind incorporating these symbols into the artwork, I think, in order to foster understanding and appreciation for the broader cultural and spiritual context in which they were used. Um, by addressing these concerts and emphasizing the positive transformative aspects of the project, we can continue, I think, to share and celebrate the healing power of the Hagalas ritual, while remaining sensitive to the potential misunderstandings that may arise from its more controversial elements, but that's the way in life, I think. I mean, uh, it's with everything. It's even with technology. You can use everything for the good and for the bad. And uh, I mean, runes like this, they have a very strong sim symbolic value, I would say. So uh, it's, I think, very normal that, that it will be misused from from some people who like to make their own agenda stronger. No, like right wings but my opinion is if I don't include runes like this and leave them just to certain people like like right wing fascist assholes or whatever I'm culturally already lost you know using the rune age using the hagalas as a ritual design I think was worth and if you if you ask Krista she um, enjoyed the process in a way and for me it was a great 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 experience too so I must say that yes and I'm actually happy that I researched this ritual deeper again for myself to, in order to to present it to you here in this podcast it makes my i mean it was it was such a such an emotional ritual that I that I really was stepping back from it again as well I mean, I made eventually, like I always do, I made a lot of photos, da 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 But I still still didn't uh, show it in, 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 an, in an open exhibition due to COVID and all that. So all this work is still there. And uh, I have to think sometimes about that to really to look for galleries and, 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 and all this in order to give all this work proper space in order to show it to the audience. So that's another thing. But... There are so much other things to do that I, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just working already on a new project. Uh, I tell you later when when I when I'm coming a little bit closer to it. I have to write a proposal this week, next week. Uh, I'm still thinking about what I will research for you for next week. I have nothing prepared for now, but I think it will be somehow in a um, symbolic symbolism way. Uh, if anyone has a question about this ritual, so please ask me, and I will uh, I will try to to answer it as as clear as possible. Um, yeah, I would say this is for for this week. I mean, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope um, it shows you, it gives you an idea what you can do as an artist, uh, as a visual artist or as an artist. But still, be careful if, if you're going to do rituals. I mean, I'm not going to call myself um, an art therapist. 
I call myself just a, a ritual designer. I try to keep things in mind like like the psychological side and an end like I already mentioned in, in, in my in my uh, half hour essay now. But I'm still just a designer. On that note, my dears, have a lovely week and I hope your ritual pastor with your bottle of beer, or no, with your can, with your ice cold can, went well and uh, enjoy the rest Sunday and the rest week and we all will hopefully hear and see us again next Sunday, 10 o'clock. Take care. Bye-bye. You have listened to Artie Jude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artie Jude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.